cafe binge tonight Be the beauty, sense the beauty everywhere worldwide Take me out to cafe binge tonight Hello and welcome to the Cafe Binge Podcast You guys, today we are talking about one of my most favorite things in the world with one of my favorite people in the world. Today, I have Celeste Thomas, aka The True Spoon, aka just the freaking glowiest skin guru, um, gut health guru, And you guys, it was such a delight to sit down and talk to Celeste all about beauty and skincare and gut health and non-toxic beauty and what that even means. This episode is truly the perfect pairing and piggybacks onto last week's episode with Carla Oates, the beauty chef, where we talked about gut health and how that correlates to skin health and Celeste just takes it a step deeper. We talk about specifics and I absolutely adore her perspective on everything because this girl has a medically trained background. She's a registered nurse, but she's also married that scientific background with a holistic perspective. And so she really takes a look at the science, but also looks at the body holistically. And I love that combination of science and more of a Eastern and natural practice and looking at your healing in terms of what you're putting into your body with food and what kind of stress you're taking into your body and truly this holistic perspective of seeing the body as a whole and that each system affects another system. So your gut health will affect your skin's health. And this is something that I've really, really, really wanted to share with you guys and have loved having experts talking to you all about it because it's something that I so believe in and something that I think if we all understood a little bit better, our skin's health would absolutely thrive. Because as I share with Celeste in this episode, I have so many of you guys who are feeling lost in your beauty and skincare regimens and come to me seeking advice for different skincare products that you're seeking to find to help with different skin conditions, acne and and premature aging and sunspots. And I always like giving advice and recommending products I love, but I definitely see skincare products as this added bonus of something we get to put on our skin. And skincare is so fun to me. I love skincare products. I'm a huge product junkie but I fully understand that that is not where the magic and the healing lie. They, it's just not. It absolutely isn't. Because so often, if you're relying on skincare, it's this kind of band-aid approach where if you're not using a certain product, 
is your skin going to freak out again? Is your acne going to return? Are your hyperpigmentation spots going to resurface? And so I always like to go deeper and look at the root cause and not just put a band-aid on something. Try to like really figure out why the acne is there in the first place and how you can heal that underlying root cause and not just deal with the symptoms, right? Because like I said, I love skincare products. I love beauty products. But all too often, we use them as our source of healing our skin instead of looking at them as this beautiful added bonus and on helping our barrier, our skin, but really, really, really being interested in healing deep, going deep. And that's why I love Celeste. She goes deep and she understands the science. So it was so fun to talk to her. I know you guys are going to love her. Look her up on Instagram right now. Like this woman is just like glowy and beautiful and absolutely radiates and this is like in her Instagram photos of course but also in real life she's just radiant um I met Celeste it was probably like a year and a half ago maybe two years ago in LA I went to one of her classes because she teaches all about fermentation and she had a coconut yogurt class that totally changed my life where she taught us how to make this probiotic coconut yogurt. I love coconut yogurt and so learning how to make my own was like game changer. It was absolutely amazing and I love meeting Celeste and I'm so excited for you guys to meet her as well. In this episode, we talk all about Celeste's background, how she found her way into this beauty and skincare industry. Uh, We talk about a absolutely phenomenal skincare course she put together. It's an online course called Skin Confident and I just started it. You guys, it's fascinating. It's all about detoxing your skin, learning how to replenish your skin, learning all about gut health. It's phenomenal. Um, And we also talk about a fermentation guide she's also put out, which I, from this guide, this ebook, I've made my own sauerkraut and if you guys follow me on Instagram stories, you know how much I freaking love sauerkraut. So I just made it and it's in the fermentation phase right now. So I haven't tried it yet. I'm going to keep you guys posted and tell you if I love it as much as I love my store-bought kraut. I hope I do because you guys, I go through so much kraut like so much kraut. So I have my kraut fermenting right now. I have a batch of coconut yogurt fermenting right now and I'm so freaking excited. So I can't wait for you guys to meet Celeste Thomas, the true spoon. And I'm going to link all of her information in the show notes of this podcast because I want you guys to connect with her on Instagram. She has a website. If you guys want to make her coconut yogurt, that's on her website. I'm going to link that for you. Um, And she also has a brand new YouTube that I'm already obsessed with and addicted to watching. So I'm going to link all that for you guys in the show notes. And let's get to the show. Let's get to Celeste Thomas. 
Um, but babe, I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. I'm so excited. And your makeup looks beautiful. I love it. Do you know what it is? What I'm wearing today? Have you tried the new Ilia like skin tint? No, they're sending it to me. Everyone keeps raving about it and I'm dying to try. That's what I'm wearing. <laughs> You're going to die it. over so it. You're like Miss Glowing Central, like the OG glow. <laughs> so I want to talk to you all about it because I feel like not enough people know that like beauty comes from within on so many levels but in the form of our gut health and what we eat showing up on our skin and like this is something that I try to tell my followers a lot but it's still like people are messaging me all the time like what can I what can I put on my face for acne and I'm like well and I am so like yeah there's there's some resources but like let's like what's going on deeper so I want to hear I want to hear your story yeah. And, you know, that's really where the true spoon kind of came from. And that was the impetus is that it's not, there's no quick fixes. It's really all about tapping yeah. into what you're eating, your practices, your stress level. And then the products are kind of the icing on the cake, but there's so much to unpack before you even get there. So it is really starting from the gut. And I love that you talk about the gut so much too. And, um, I saw so much change in my skin when I took a home fermentation course and learned the practice of fermentation and really learned that I wasn't even absorbing the nutrients that I needed for glowy skin. Then I wasn't eating the right things for glowy skin. Then I wasn't applying what I needed to. So it's really a cascade, but it really, it starts with tuning in and the intuitive piece is so essential. As women, our intuitions are so strong and it's like really sitting with yourself, thinking about what's happening in your body, picking up on the signs and really figuring out what is, what's the root of a potential acne breakout or redness inflammation. So there's just so much we can talk about. I know. I know there honestly is. Um, starting off, I just want to hear like, because you're a nurse, like your education is in nursing, but like, where did this all start for you? Like what, what was the catalyst that you're like, okay, like something's not right. And I'm going to explore this because of this. Like, have you always had beautiful glowing skin or what? Where did it all start for baby Celeste? The so baby Celeste started getting acne and breakouts from the time I was an adolescent, like early teenage years, middle school. And my mom had acne as well. So it's very genetic for me. And she didn't ever really care for her skin right. And she just, she didn't really have any education or info for me. So it was me just going to the grocery store and picking up anything that said acne on it and overstripping my skin and always being self-conscious. And that was really my main point of contention with myself was my skin. And mm -hmm. um, I have nurses in my family. I loved art and science. So I thought, okay, great. I'm going to follow the family path. I'm going to learn everything about skin and I'm going to work with the best dermatologist and like I will have perfect skin because I will know everything about skin. Mm. So through the yeah. process of going to nursing school, it was a great education because I learned so much about the entire body and all of the systems in the body and everything that I still use today to be able to explain things or be a good connoisseur of products or resources. And so I love having a nursing background, but when I graduated from nursing school, and started working with a plastic surgeon and worked with dermatologists and was prescribed everything to fix my acne. I realized with all that knowledge and all that trial and error that that really wasn't enough to heal my skin. 
I had to start mm. looking at the holistic practices and what I was eating and, and a little bit more of that Eastern to mix with the Western. And that's what truly healed my skin. So that's yeah. to share with my community. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel like, did you have to like unpack anything that you learned in nursing school? Like maybe that was more like Western medicine that you're like, actually, no, 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 no. Like that's not, that's not where it's at at all. Of course. I think in Western medical culture, it's band-aids and quick fixes and medication for anything. And that's kind of what I had to unpack. But intuitively deep down, I knew that there was no quick fix for something like that. Like if you see someone who's not really caring for themselves, you, I knew that there's a reason why they didn't feel good. You know, I was like, okay, these lifestyle practices are why you're not feeling good. It's not just that you have a condition and you need a medication, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I kind of knew that, but I did have to do a little unpacking that a quick fix medication couldn't completely heal me. Yeah, absolutely. And like you were saying, it's like very Band-Aid quick fix. Like what med can we give you? Um, Which is common for people that I talk to as well. Because I worked for as an esthetician for like, I mean, I went to aesthetic school like 10 years ago or something. And when I was still working in spas and with clients and in medical spas, um, so often that was the fix that they were given. Like go on this antibiotic and like this will fix it. But it's like, well, what happens when you get off the antibiotic? Or... Accutane was a huge one. Like I remember in high school, like five of my friends were on Accutane. And even back then I was like, you have to be on birth control and like take like pregnancy tests every month for this. Like this seems a little intense, you know? So from that perspective, like was that your experience at all? And did that cause any of the issues like you were saying, not being able to like assimilate foods properly and to get the nutrients from them? Yeah, the major issue with taking medications for your skin is most of them are only supposed to be taken, even from the Western medical perspective, for a really short duration. And then you're supposed to get off of them and you're supposed to have clear skin after. But what happens is people are taking medications like antibiotics, spironolactone, pills that should really only be taken for a month, two months, three months. And they're taking them for years And it's drastically affecting their hormone levels, their microbiome, and it's leaving them more depleted than where they started. Mm, And it's so sad. I know. Because it's it's not, yeah, it's leaving them more depleted than when they started because of this huge correlation between our gut health and our skin's health because I feel like our skin is just reflecting what's going on inside. So like leaving more depleted, like it breaks my heart because skin is huge. Like we all know that. Like if you don't feel confident in your skin, it's why you like cake on makeup or, you know, you just, everyone wants to feel confident in their skin and it breaks my heart. It's really so sad, but it's, it's not anyone's fault. I mean, I think the real issue is our, our society and our food culture and our lifestyles have changed so much in even, you know, our parents' generation and definitely in our generation. So things that were in place before, like people were naturally going phone free for a day and grounding and being in nature. So their cortisol was lower. So they weren't, you know, killing off bacteria that way. And their skin was more calm. And then also they had fermentation practices. Every 
our grandparents, no matter where your listeners are from in the world, their grandparents know of a fermentation practice that was culturally normal. And then we also just have, you know, a food system where we are killing all of the bacteria with pesticides and with um, preservatives and with pasteurization. So it, there's no wonder, I mean, women in their late 20s, early 30s are dealing with so many skin disturbances these days. So we got to go yeah, back to I'm basics. Mm-hmm. And what are like, what are the basics? What does that look like for you? Yeah. So what I was talking about just now, I mean, having a meditation practice, not drinking caffeine, doing things that are going to lower my cortisol and not spike them. Mm-hmm. So those are. I guess, I guess for someone listening who has no clue what the word cortisol means, like what does that mean? If someone's like, what? Like caffeine is bad? Right. So cortisol is a stress hormone and it really affects your gut and your skin. And these days our cortisol levels are a lot higher because we're living high stress lives and we're drinking a lot of stimulants and, you know, there's a lot of high sugar foods in our, in our normal diet. So really making sure that you're doing practices to keep your stress hormones low, support your natural, you know, homeostatic state of hormones, and then also eating really nutrient dense food. So that's another way that I help support my skin. Fermentate. I mean, you know, I'm all about the ferments and healthy Mm -hmm. prebiotic and probiotic fiber. So getting those in my diet are two of the main pillars of my skincare. Yeah. For someone, again, for someone listening who doesn't know anything about this, because I love the fermented foods. Like I think they taste delicious, but it's like, but I also just love them for the way that they make me feel. But yeah, again, for someone who's never even like who, who like thinks sauerkraut is for Germans, you know, like, like what, what is the benefit of taking something that's fermented? Right. So in a homey, like healthy gut, you have to have a whole host of different bacteria that help you break down the food, food you're eating. Most of the food we're consuming has fibers and things that our body doesn't break down on its own without this really healthy flora of bacteria. And these days, like I said, with our modern lifestyles, we have to support it with bacteria in our food. So whether that's taking a really, really high quality probiotic that's actually alive and effective, or whether that's doing it the more kind of natural and easy way in my opinion, and more cost-effective bioavailable way is by eating fermented foods. So these are foods that are inoculated with those healthy bacteria and you eat them and they help populate your gut biome. Mm, Beautiful. Because I think, I mean, that's everything. It's like, aren't we more bacteria than we are like human cells? Like we're more bacteria than anything. It's so important. And the other thing is, depending on where you live, what environment you're in, you'll have different bacteria that help you live your best life in that place with the diet you like to consume. So this is like, this is your best friend. Your gut microbiome is going to help you literally better skin with better digestion, better elimination, all these things that we need in order to be these glowy goddesses that we want to be. Absolutely. (laughs) it is and it is it's like that's the key to being glowing like it's not like a highlighter you put on your skin it's like that's imitating the glow that you want to get and those aren't bad and those are beautiful but it's like 
you can't just cover things up and and expect to be like glowing and you know radiant it's like it's so within and I think a huge piece um what you had said is like we live in stress all of the time and I feel like if you're in stress like your energy's down and it affects so many different things and you can't be like glowing if you're stressed all the time and I think maybe one of the things I noticed about you all of the time through Instagram and like that one time I met you in person in LA is that like you seem so not stressed and like you're genuinely like happy and radiant and like have that exuding just joy and like light and yeah do you feel like does that come from your meditation practice or and having someone see that in you is so beautiful so thank you so much for those words that means so much oh I mean it yeah I mean it absolutely it's taken me a long time to get here and I think that having practices in place and honoring myself in the, in that way caring for myself is so important and as women I mean I'm, I'm assuming primarily your listeners are ladies so I'm gonna speak to you but we're so nurturing. So if you could take 25% of the nurture you put into the world and just put it into yourself and take those extra minutes to meditate, if that's your practice, to go on a walk with your dog without your phone as your practice, to pack yourself meals that you know are going to be nourishing and fueling, to call a loved one who makes you happy. Like those are the things that I do that fill me up. And I know that if I say yes to too many things, if I'm not carving out that time and space for myself, it's so detrimental to, you know, my inner peace that it will show up on my skin. I think so too. And taking that proactive approach where you're like, no, I'm carving out some time for myself because if you don't do that, it's not going to happen. Absolutely not. I think so often we live in kind of like, I don't know, maybe like victim mentality where we're like, oh, like I don't have enough time. There's never enough time. And like everyone needs things for me and da, 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 da. And it's always a choice. Like I think you had posted something on Instagram. It was like such a beautiful post and tribute to your cousin. And I was reading through it and like reading about your family and things going on in your family with your dad and everything. And I don't know anything, but I was just like, I think we assume that everyone's life is perfect, you know, and everyone comes from like a magical background and like that's never the case. And the people that I've met who like live on purpose and like live with all the this light, it's like it's because they chose to do that. Your life hasn't been perfect. Nobody's has, you know, but it's like you choose to show up. You choose to carve out time. You choose to make yourself a priority. So I thought that was so beautiful. Thank you. I agree with you. I mean, maybe it's idealistic, but that's how I am, that I really believe that everyone can find time and figure out what works for them to have some sort of mindfulness practice or care for themselves. And it really will show up in so many ways in your life. Because this mm-hmm. podcast, it's about skin, but it's about so much more. And like you said, it's it's really delving deep and figuring out what you need in order to thrive and to glow. And it's em- emitting that inner radiance. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, I love that. Um, okay, Celeste, I kind of want to shift into foods that mm-hmm. maybe are not glow foods. They're like, what what foods do you find commonly that are disrupting the gut microbiome? What are things that people could maybe, I don't know, just some education for people who this is all new for. They don't know anything about this and like they don't know why they're feeling so crappy all of the time or why their skin's breaking out. Could you just shed some light on? These are some things that are very 
commonly contributing to poor gut health. Yep. So I want to start by saying I do not support food fear. I'm not going to tell you that one thing is bad because I'm such a believer in enjoying the celebratory times where you eat a piece of cake with your family and you feel good while you do it. So I don't want anyone to take away that they need to be super strict about what they're eating all the time. Like we just need, like you said, live with joy, have fun, but we really do have to think about each ingredient that you're putting into your body and where it comes from and what the quality is. And that's what I like to think about most. It's the quality of the food. It's not the category of the food. There are specific things that if you're someone who's acne prone, um, you know, I'm very genetically acne prone and there are evidence-based research studies that show that in certain populations, dairy will contribute to acne. That's not everyone. If it's you, you may know it. If you're struggling acne, you might want to cut out dairy for a month. And if your skin miraculously looks 10 times better, then you know. And with all of the substitutes and alternatives, you can give it a try. So dairy for acne brown people, I would definitely, I mean, I barely eat dairy ever Mm -hmm. because when I do, I wake up with a womp Mm -hmm. on my (laughs) (laughs) I know, but I think it is living in that space of like, you know what? Like, I know, I know that this isn't like the best like choice, but it's like fun and I enjoy dairy sometimes. And so, and giving yourself that and eating it with joy and gratitude. And like, if you're high vibe, your food can be high vibe, you know, just like don't fearing, don't fearing eating it, but just like enjoy the process of eating dairy when you want to eat dairy. Oh, if I want to get drunk with my husband and eat some pizza, I'm going to do it and it's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) But dairy is definitely one. And then really the number one culprit of you know, killing off healthy bacteria and really just negatively affecting every single system in your body is really refined sugar. I mean, preaching to the choir, everyone knows, but in our American diets, the, what is it? The American Heart Association and the FDA suggest 26 grams of sugar or less. That is the most liberal, (laughs) like... People who are making this rule are the most liberal corn loving right. in the world. So they're saying you're only supposed to have 26 grams. If you broke down in your day, most people are probably consuming double or triple that amount of refined sugar. Oh, I don't even think people realize, like, I think it comes in sneaky ways too. Like you don't think that you're eating like sugar because you're not eating candy per se, but it's like, it's everywhere and it's in everything in your hot sauce, it's in your tomato sauce, it's in everything. So I would really suggest people just reading the labels, looking into it. Um, if it's fruit sugar as a whole fruit, it's a real food. Great. I also don't really love, you know, processed, refined, concentrate fruit sugars, things like that. Like I don't do coconut sugar. I don't do agave. That's still all processed in the body. Like it's a refined sugar. Interesting. Is honey the same way? In my opinion, yes. And there are some benefits of manuka honey and stuff like that. So if you want to do it for that reason, I mean, a tablespoon of honey is only five grams. Right. So yeah, pick and choose. I don't right. think that's really what people are struggling with. But when we think about sugar, sugar is actually a crystalline shape. It is scratching your vasculature and your microbiome and the interstitial um, spaces of your body. So 
sugar is just, it's a killer. And heart disease and diabetes in our country are the two, you know, biggest killers of women. I know. It's bizarre. And especially when people are freaked out over like coronavirus, which I totally get. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. do you actually know what's killing more people right now? Like, it's not this, but... I don't know. It's just, I think it's become so commonplace. Like our traditions support this. Like it's so, I don't know, it seems weirder to eat non-processed foods or I don't know. I, I just have noticed when the way that I eat, it's seen, it's seen as kind of extreme. But I'm like, I think it's just because our society is so out of whack. We don't even, we've gotten so far away from our roots of like how humans ate for centuries. So agree with you wholeheartedly. And to be honest, I cook, I would say like 85% of my food, maybe nine. I mean, I think there's a way for people to batch food and to learn how to cook for the week so that it is easy and buying things that are easy to kind of throw together. Because no matter what, if you're going out to eat, you don't know what they're using. I don't care if it's Air One. They might be using refined oils that are inflammatory, sugars that are inflammatory. So reduce sugars, read your labels, try to eat food that is whole, organic, non-pesticide treated food. Because that's another big one. When you're eating pesticides, what are pesticides supposed to do? Kill bacteria. What are they doing in your microbiome? Killing bacteria. (laughs) Right. Oh, I have like a stomach ache talking about it. Um, when you had said read food labels, what are some of the names or words you want to look out for that maybe, because I think what's really common is when you look at a food label, especially something that's been overly processed and you're like, I don't even know what these words mean. You know, like what is it? And I think it comes under sneaky names, but what are some of the common names to look out for? I'm not even going to tell you because there are so many and drug and food, sorry, not drug food companies will change the names. Once a name becomes popular as like a bad food name, they'll change the name of it. So you'll always be in the dark. What you should look for is things you can pronounce and the less ingredients, the better. Right. Absolutely. If, if you buy, if you love salad dressing and you're like, I can't find one. I mean, there's a million recipes. I have many for you mm-hmm. that you can make at home. And then once that becomes your norm, it's not confusing. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that, just simplifying it. Like, look at the back of the bottle. Can you pronounce those things? Do you know what those things are? Or is it a huge, like, laundry list of things? Or is it, like, a few things? Like, great. What about oils? You had mentioned oils before. What are some oils that are maybe a little bit more inflammatory or disrupting? Yeah. So any, um, vegetable oil, like a canola oil, like a, I'm trying to think about the other inflammatory oils. So any oil that has a really hard seed that they have to use chemicals and heat to process them, to create the oil. Most of those chemicals are toxic and the oils are inflammatory. You should only be eating oils that you like recognize and know the fruit or nut, like avocado oil, coconut oil, olive oil. Those are the only oils I use. Anything other than that, they have like hexate and crazy chemicals that they use in industrial settings to break down these crazy, you know, cotton off seed oils. I don't know if I, I I just went on a tangent, but you want to avoid 
you want to avoid crazy seed oils and crazy vegetable oils. Who knows what canola is? What is a canola? What about corn oil though? Because I think a lot of people will see that and they're like, yeah, corn. Like, but like, isn't that pretty inflammatory as well? I think I really don't, to be honest, I don't know that much about corn oil. I just know you have to be very careful with corn because a lot of times um, their corn fields are, are really heavily um, laden with pesticides. So you want to be really careful about corn for that reason. You only want organic. And I don't think there's a lot of organic corn oil in anything because it's the cheapest oil on earth. So I'm sure it has industrial process with corn. Like I don't even really need to look it up to know that it probably has all of those um, chemicals in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely makes sense. Shifting a little bit into skincare because yeah. I love, I love forever. No, you know, you're great. I loved all that information. Shifting into skincare because I love watching your stories and seeing your posts about clean beauty brands that you love and the companies that you support. Um, so I just want to hear your perspective on clean beauty because I think it's something that I don't think a lot of people pay attention to or if they've tried some clean beauty brands, they're, they're like, it's just not as effective as my like proactive, like benzoyl peroxide, you know? So I would love to hear your perspective on clean beauty, why you think it's important and how it can help your skin's health. Clean beauty is a buzzword right now and it can be really confusing for people. So when I look at a brand and I approve it and I will test it on myself, I go to the environment environmental working group, EWG. They have a skin deep database and it has real research behind each ingredient to tell you whether or not it's safe. And if it says it's not safe, it tells you why. And so I will go and look up every single ingredient. And if it doesn't score a three or under, meaning low toxicity, I will not use it. So I highly encourage anyone who is wanting to start dipping their toe into clean beauty or wants to look at their products to find out if they're clean or not, go to EWG Skin Deep, look up your products. And if you're buying anything new, same thing. If you see something like, green check at Sephora. I want to try it. Okay, great. But do a little due diligence, look up the ingredients on skin deep. And then if it's green and you want to try it, great. So, and just the reason why you do that is skincare in our country is not regulated at all. There's no regulations. They could literally put anything in your skincare and sell it to you and they can greenwash and put whatever label they want. They can make the bottle green. They can put wood on the bottle to make it look natural. They can write the word natural. It means nothing. Right. It's so funny. And it gets so, I mean, it's kind of scary like how tricky companies get because I think you do see those things. You're like, oh, it has like, yeah, the green leaf at Sephora and it has a wood lid and it like, it seems so natural. So you said it was EWG? Mm -hmm. EWG Skin Deep Database. It's amazing as a resource. Okay. Okay. Wow. I, I didn't even know that about that one actually. I'm so excited to look things up. So what does using... I guess, toxic skincare due to your system? Because I think a lot of people are like, yeah, but I'm not eating it. Right. So you absorb everything you put onto your skin into your bloodstream. It's your pores will directly absorb it right into your bloodstream. And when you look at EWG, it's scary because it starts off low from like irritants, allergies, all the way to carcinogens. So really, you know, 
it's not uncommon for someone to be putting a carcinogen laden product directly on their face. And, you know, your brain's real, real close to your forehead. (laughs) So those are just things we can avoid with a little bit of research. And I love to suggest that people, when they run out of something, then replace it with something better. Don't freak yourself out and do an overhaul and get rid of all of your favorite stuff. But there's so many great dupes these days for products that you may love. And the formulations of these brands are incredible and they're getting better and better by the day. This is not whole foods. Yeah, I want to hear your perspective because I feel like there's always a few things that people are like, yeah, but like I can never give up this. Like it's too good. So do you have, I feel like the three that I keep hearing are like a favorite mascara, a favorite foundation concealer, and then a deodorant. Like everyone's like natural deodorant sucks, but like I would love to hear your favorites. I had to do so much research for all three of those categories. I think you're totally right. Those are really, really difficult ones. I did a post on deodorants and I tried 12 deodorants and 10 of them mm-hmm. were terrible. And okay. well, I get it. I get it. But- yeah, I'm going to link, I will link that post for everyone who's, who's yeah. wanting to read that. But yeah. Yeah. And I found one that I love. I use type A. I love that one as well. And- it's the cream, right? Yeah. And it has a great little applicator, so you don't have to like put your fingers in a pot. Mm-hmm. Like who's gonna, who's gonna wipe their fingers on their armpit right. every morning? Doing <laughs> skincare. Uh, so I love that one. Type A is great. Even Nate uses it. My husband uses it now. He loves it. Which was he loves it. And before he was using Old Spice, which oh, uh uh. That's another, because I feel like your armpit, it's like, it's so close to your breast tissue. Like for women, especially, I'm like, wow, like, like breast cancer rates are on the high. Like, I don't know. I just, it freaks me out that I'm like, we're putting something in our armpit that is so open. That's like, we sweat so much there. There's so many different glands and like, we're putting this toxin laden, like something there. We don't even know what it is, but I'm like, and and it also kind of freaks me out that I'm like, I think our bodies are meant to sweat a little bit. You know, I remember back in high school, people would use this deodorant. They're like, you won't sweat for like three days. (laughs) Don't you need to sweat like a little bit? Like, I think it's detoxing your system through there. I don't know. Oh yeah. Very detoxifying. So we we need to have a good deodorant that's not going to plug things up like aluminum stuff. Um, so type A, really good if anyone wants to try it. And now they have it at Target. So many of the brands that I'm going to talk about, like they have it at Target now. It's it's getting easier than ever. Or you can prime all these things. So that one and then mascara. I love the Honest Beauty Mascara. It's great. Um, that one's my all-time favorite. And it has a priming end. So if you want a really luscious lash, you can get that as well. Pretty. You would love it. Have you tried that one? No, I actually haven't. I've tried a few different clean beauty ones. I've never tried the honest one. You should try it. But yeah, I need to. Have you tried the Ilia one that you can actually yeah. use Sephora? Mm-hmm. That one. Do you like that? That one is good. I like the honest one better, but I do like that one. The okay. Ilia. I like the Ilia one, so if you like this one better, I'm going to try it. I'll go get it. Yeah, you can prime it. And then for foundation, I am a huge fan of the Juice Beauty cream youth foundation it's really the only one i ever use and it has medium coverage it's really creamy and dewy because you know i love 
a dewy glow. He likes some dew. Who doesn't? <laughs> I love that. I feel like people are always complaining about shine. I'm like, no, shine me up. And my skin is so dry that I'm always like, I would love my face to look shiny. <laughs> so pretty. Yes. So those are those are my picks. Okay, perfect. Do you have a concealer you love or do you just love using the Juice Beauty? I usually – And it covers everything. I usually use that one and it's buildable. So if anyone okay. has, you know, a, a blemish, um, things like that, and I'm actually releasing – actually, it'll be out by the time this podcast goes out, but I have a YouTube video where I have a non-toxic makeup artist come on and <gasps> teaches you how to conceal certain spots. And, and No way. Oh, I w- I'm so excited to watch that. Ooh, beautiful, amazing. And I'm so excited that you're doing your YouTube. How freaking awesome. Thank you so much. And really, I mean, you get it because you're a podcaster, but your audience can really get so much value that they couldn't just get in 15 seconds or a caption of one photo. So what I do with skincare, you can't just talk about it for a clip. It's a lot of info and you want to help people. So you need time. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Celeste. So I want to talk about how do people get in touch with you and like your wisdom because you have a course or two and you have it you have a new YouTube out so what are all of the different avenues people can use to get in contact with you and learn from you so the fastest way to probably get in contact is on Instagram at Celeste Thomas I check my DMs you can send me pictures I will help you I really really love reaching out to my community and getting back to all messages so um, Instagram and then my YouTube channel is Celeste Thomas and I post every Tuesday so if you want lots of education skincare clean beauty eat to glow recipes all that kind of stuff and then my course skin confident which is really compiling everything that I utilize to transition my skin from really acneic to clear and glowy. And it really can help anyone um, with any stage of skin. And if you have dry skin, if you have rosacea, if you're dealing with acne, if you feel like your skin is prematurely aging, that is my one-stop shop for all knowledge. Skin confident. I love that. And I love, I was actually checking it out, Celeste, and you have a picture on there of your skin before and after. And you look at you because everyone go look at her Instagram right now. Like she literally is like glowing and flawless and like just like absolutely radiant. And so you don't think that that kind of skin could have ever been problematic at all. So I love seeing the photo to be like, okay, this babe knows exactly what she's talking about because the transformation is just like phenomenal. It's so beautiful. Thank you. I mean, it's funny because people who are acne sufferers and people who are acne sufferers that are listening, it's hard to even find photos because you try to hide that part of your life and your existence, especially when it's at its worst. That was the photo I sent to my mom. You know, and I had to like go back through the text log to find because I was at such a low point. But it really is possible. Anyone dealing with any skincare concerns, you can really heal your skin. You can. Mm -hmm. In the course that you sell that Skin Confident, is it talking mostly about like what is the format of it and how long does it take for someone to go through it? Yeah, so it breaks down through four modules and it's about detoxing, replenishing, renewing, and and it takes you through each step. You have a checklist and there's video modules. So you can really watch how to detoxify your lifestyle, how to replenish your gut microbiome. There's recipes. It really walks you through in an actionable way in order to heal your skin holistically. 
I like am already thinking that I just want to take it right now. I mean, my skin's not problematic, but I always love learning from you. Like always, always, always. And I love that you have this, that you have married the two of like Eastern and Western medicine and you have this science background. And I love that you know the science and you look at the studies and you look at the research and you figure it out and you research, like you were saying, like the toxicity levels and products. So I love that you have this very holistic approach, but you can also back it with science, which is amazing. Well, thank you. And I think one takeaway from what you said, you know, you don't have problematic skin right now. There's so many of us that they're like, oh, my skin's fine. But let's think about the long term and how you could support your skin to have really beautiful skin in 20 years. And Absolutely. You're already doing so many things, but for people who are like, oh, my skin's fine. It's like, if you want the longevity of your skin and to be skin confident for the rest of your life, there's so many things that you can start doing even in your 20s. Right. Absolutely. One question that I had, because I was just thinking about my skin and my body and the way I eat and, and I love everything that's going on, but you had said you weren't like absorbing those nutrients. How do you know if your body's not actually absorbing anything that you're eating, all this good food that you're eating? How do you know if you're not absorbing it? Are there like some cues to look out for or what? I mean, I think it's really about how are your energy levels? How are your sleep? How is your skin looking? And if you're not getting cues from that, go to a naturopathic doctor, get your you know vitamin panel done, get your hormone panel done. Sometimes you do need to do a little science and there's no magical wand to tell you exactly what's happening unless you're really, really in tune. But if you feel like everything's fine, it might be fine. But it also, if you're really questioning whether or not it's fine, it might be your intuition saying, I need to go get things checked. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Another thing that some people have asked me is when they're starting to take more like probiotic rich foods or fermented foods, their gut will react. Like they'll get like really bloated and really gassy. And is that something that's you found that's normal and to like maybe ease into it or how do you find to best like ease into the world of fermentation and probiotics and all of that? Totally. I suggest that people do start really slow because if you take too many, you know, probiotic rich foods or probiotics, your body will react and it'll want to get rid of all the bacteria. So a lot of times what you'll have is you'll get diarrhea and bloating if you take too much. So I always suggest with fermented foods, starting with a tablespoon for a week, then you can add a tablespoon more the next week, but you don't need a lot. This isn't like huge vats of coconut yogurt, which I see people making that big mistake. They're like, oh, it's delicious. I'm going to eat a whole jar. <sighs> Right. I remember that actually because I took your cocoa yo class and I remember you're like, just do a tablespoon. And I'm like, what? Like, because you never see just a tablespoon container of yogurt to eat. It's like, no, you're going to have like a bowl with some berries. And I remember being like, okay, like that was my first kind of like cue that something could go off. But yeah, that totally makes sense. Slow and steady and listen to your body. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. What are your favorite sources of fermented foods? that you eat daily? So I, I love coconut yogurt. I eat that almost every single day and I put it on my smoothie, oatmeal, whatever. And then I always have some different rotating veggie and I'm a Gemini. I like to change it up. So it's really whatever seasonal or 
you know, if I want to experiment with something, but it's usually a kraut or a fermented onion or a carrot or just some sort of, you know, delicious veggie. Yeah, babe. I feel like a lot of people are going to want to know how to do fermentation. Have you taught a course on this? Or I know I took your Coco Yo class, but do you have any like online resources for this? Oh, well, funny you ask. I have a fermentation ebook, but Oh, do you? I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. How amazing. Okay. See, that's another way that we can all learn from Celeste. Okay. I promise it's easy. I promise it's so much easier than you think. It's not scary. And the starter that I walk you through the whole process with is something you can buy on Amazon. Really? Like 10 bucks. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I I actually also want to buy that because I I still get like a little intimidated by it because I took the Coco Yo cl- class from you and I absolutely loved it. But then once I got back home to Utah, I was like, okay, this kind of freaks me out. And like I kept up with it for maybe like three months, but then we moved like a couple different times. And so now I want to bring it back in, but I'm like, I don't actually know where to start with this. Yeah. So I need to get that ebook. That sounds wonderful. I will send you the ebook for sure. Oh gosh, you're so sweet. Okay, Celeste, remind us one more time how to get in touch with you, what your Instagram handle is, and your YouTube. So everything is Celeste Thomas, and then my website is The True Spoon. Okay, beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for being on the show, Celeste. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure to get to see your face and chat with you. I know, and I'm so happy we finally finally got to talk this has been a long time coming and we had a bunch of podcasting dates that just Mercury I don't know the grade yeah the universe said no so we're finally getting to talk and I so appreciate it thank you and that's a wrap thank you so much for listening to the cafe binge podcast until next time may you notice all the wonderful beautiful binge-worthy parts of your day. Squeeze out every last drop, taste them, cherish them, because life was meant to be beautiful. Find me at cafebinge.com or on Instagram at cafebinge. Take me out to Cafe Binge tonight.